Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast Wrestling Edition. You know how we do every two weeks. We got Mr. Consistent Jacob Mason with us talking wrestling. How are you doing today, sir? I'm fantastic, buddy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Today, we got a, we're got we going to have a pretty uh, interesting episode for y'all today. We are going to talk about Hell in a Cell that just happened uh, this past Sunday. We're going to talk about NXT and what's going on there. And then, Jacob, I'm uh, get you guys ready. Get the popcorn, whatever you're getting ready. Jacob's going to have two rants for you guys involving uh, Eva Marie's partner and the new Nikki Cross. So, Jacob, let's get right into Hell in a Cell. First off, did you watch Hell in a Cell? I did. I can thank my wife for that because I forgot it was a thing. Because... Mm-hmm. WWE's marketing is trash and they're not putting out good products right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, my wife reminded me, she goes, Hey, she goes, How in the cell tonight is that? I'm like, I guess it is. It's like, Oh, can we watch it? I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's what we pay for Peacock for. Let it ride. <laughs> no, man, I'm with you here. I feel like this one, I knew it was coming, but then when I came uh, Sunday night, I was like, Oh, Hell in the Cell is on. And maybe because it's the last one in the Thunderdome or whatever before they go live again. But there were some times where I'm like, man, they're really mailing it in with the promotion because they keep promoting like the live stuff coming. But this one was just right here. And I agree with you on that promotion. But I'm not going to talk about every match. I just want to highlight some of the good matches where I thought were good. Uh, Starting off with Bianca Belair and Bailey in the Hell in a Cell. I did think this was one of the better matches on the card. Bianca goes over, of course. What did you think about it? I liked it. Um... We actually got caught in, we started a little late, and I got into this match about halfway through, Mm -hmm. but Bianca went over, as she should, Mm -hmm. trying to make new stars. I will, it's not the only positive I'm probably going to have for WWE right now, Um, is they're at least trying to make Bianca Belair a star, which is what she is. Right. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. The right person won. Bianca took it, um, and we'll see who's next for her because there's some things later on that you've been right for the past couple months, and don't worry when I hit on that later. We'll see who's next with Bianca. Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of salty. Uh, Seth Rollins won via pinfall because if they were really gonna push Cesaro to be that next person, I thought he was gonna just take out Seth and then finally go for Roman again. What did you think about? Cesaro losing to Seth. Um, so I I'm okay with Seth going over because I honestly think this is kind of a time killer right now for Cesaro. I I think he's definitely going to get that push this year. Um, especially I mean, could he win Money in the Bank? He very well could. So I think I think it's fine. What kind of pissed me off though was uh. This match ended by a by a roll up, yeah. Which there were a lot of, a lot of roll ups in this pay per view. Yeah, a lot of roll ups. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I guess you're you're right because if this is just a stopgap for both of them, then they'll be on to bigger and better things once the fans are there. So, I agree on that. Uh, worst match on the card for me. Don't know about you, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. I thought that was the worst match on the card. 
I honestly think it was one of the worst matches I've seen in a while. The buildup was terrible. Alexa Bliss suddenly got mind control powers, which whatever. And then she <laughs> wins with a sister Abigail, then a twisted bliss. I, I just this this was terrible to me, man. Like what happened to the Shayna Baszler where going into WrestleMania, the first one COVID, where she was completely unstoppable. Now we have her just jobbing like this. Like, I'm sorry, man. This match was bad. It's funny you say that because in the middle of this match, I looked over at my wife and I went, hey, remember when Shayna Baszler was a badass in NXT and just with like lose the Darby Allen's little sister Alexa Bliss? Like this had never happened. Ever. I mean the it I I laughed about it. But no, but seriously though, the the uh the makeup department, whoever does uh, Alexa Bliss's stuff, needs to take it a little easier on the Darby Allen Jr. face paint here because all they're missing is the skull part. All they're missing is the the darker to make the jaw outline a little tougher, but uh yeah, that was bad. That looked like shit. And Shayna Baszler, Shayna, you deserve so much better. Yeah, I, if I was her, especially after that, I would be like, man, just put me in the next round of releases because this was embarrassing. Or just send me to SmackDown or NXT because it really made no sense for Alexa Bliss to just randomly look at Nia Jax and then she suddenly controls her. Then he smacks Renegade. And then like, Really? Like, this is what we're doing? This is a girl who was supposed to be champ and take out Becky Lynch, and now we're just having feuds with Alexa Bliss's doll. And and even with Alexa Bliss, like, when we talk about it, she has not been champ in forever. And the problem that we've had, which in about two matches we're going to hit, that you talked about is they've been doing this round robin. And you 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 called it, and we'll get to it soon. But you called the round robin going. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. These two can literally fight forever. I definitely don't think this was one of their better matches, but I think it was passable. Sami Zayn got the win. Uh, looks like Kevin Owens is going to take a little hiatus, actually. Uh, maybe get some recuperation. Come back. SummerSlam, something like that. What did you think about this match? Um. Well, it's. This was the 13th match Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have had in WWE so far. Um, this was nowhere near their best match. And I I talked about this on the WrestleMania podcast we did. I just hold Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to such high regards. And I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I'm a mark for their old stuff. I, I am. I love the, the old stuff they used to do back in Ring of Honor. So. When I see them fight, I I don't know. They set the bar so high for themselves where anything below that, I'm like, eh, it was good, but was it really that good? Eh, I don't know. Not that great. No, I agree. And I wouldn't even go so far as bringing up honor. I just, I miss prize fighter Kevin Owens. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't like, when he got the stunner, it really irked me because I'm like, I was more, I got super excited when he hit the pop-up powerbomb and just beat people the hell up and i mean like you said like it's not really up there but it was good but not compared to their other their other stuff we'll see what they do with sammy i would assume sammy potentially be a money in the bank candidate if they really want to push him but i don't see him winning that obviously 
Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. <laughs> um, there was the botch scene around the world where Charlotte was literally kicking random air for like two to four kicks and the camera could not save her. Everyone saw it and that was super embarrassing. Uh, Rhea actually gets herself DQ'd here, which I know we've talked about then. Rhea's getting her, isn't she supposed to be the face? But now she's getting herself DQ'd because she got frustrated or couldn't beat Charlotte. So Charlotte won via disqualification. And then right after, the next day, Money in the Bank, it is Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the title. And Jacob, you said this literally at WrestleMania, when we reviewed <laughs> WrestleMania, that when they when the first wave of releases happened, it was going to be Rhea, Asuka, Charlotte, literally doing a round robin. And it is June 23rd. And it has been Rhea. And then there was Asuka. And now it's been Charlotte. And they've been doing the round robin you've talked about, man. So kudos for you for getting that right. But what the hell? All right. So, yeah, I, it's WWE logic. This whole match was hilarious um i was literally watching this match and going oh she's going to kick out oh she's going to try to do her finisher oh she's going to kick out again i was like predicting the match and like five seconds later guess what they do oh finisher counter kick out false finish whatever but the absolute this match i wasn't really wasn't a fan of really didn't care about but the ending the ending and i'm not talking about the dq ending I'm talking about the awkward stare down, mic'd up Charlotte and Rhea Ripley doing their best Vince McMahon impression of, you son of a bitch. I only did what you would have done to me, yep. you bitch. Did, did, how many bitches? You got, it from my, you got it from my playbook, bitch. Yep. <laughs> like, they just kept saying it, but they kept saying it like they smoked like a carton of Marlboro's. Before they had the match, so their their voices just sound terrible. Like you bitch! Like come on, Vince! Like I I was laughing. Like I was legitimately busting out laughing. I was like, this is the dumbest shit. This is WWE at its finest here. I'm just more mad that the next day they're going at it again and Money in the Bank. I'm like, literally since Rhea Ripley's had the title WrestleMania, all of her pay per view matches have been against Charlotte Flair. Has been in each one of them, and it, it is ridiculous. How much you want to bet that Rhea wins, but by DQ because Charlotte's going to get pissed off, and then they'll have a big blow off at SummerSlam. That means we would have went from April to August, just Rhea and Charlotte on pay per view. I was honestly just, I thought since they were going later that like this would have been where Becky was about to come out, but I know they're keeping that probably for the fans, but. Jeez, man, you you called this, and this really started to piss me off. But that's what happens when you have no talent on the roster because you fired everyone, <laughs> put everyone else in the tag teams, and then yeah. you made someone come back who we'll talk about later, bring someone new and ruin that, but whatever. Um, last match at Hell in a Cell was Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. For the people who didn't watch, yes, this was the last match because Roman Reigns said, I ain't wrestling at Hell in a Cell. He did his Hell in a Cell match on Friday. 
on Friday Night SmackDown against Rey Mysterio, just for the people who did not see, Roman Reigns is <laughs> Roman Reigns is really a full-time, part-time champ because <laughs> he, <laughs> he's there all every time, but he's not there every time. But hey, when you're the tribal chief, you can do that. But I don't understand if he's your biggest draw, why you wouldn't have him on this whatever. Uh, Bobby and Drew get to end the night. Hell in a Cell. They actually were pretty physical bout. Uh, Bobby Lashley did uh, beat Drew via pinfall to retain the title, and since Bobby won, Drew cannot challenge Bobby for the title as long as he has it. Uh, Jacob, what did you think about this match and closing the rivalry right now versus Bobby versus Drew? We closed it with a schoolboy roll-up. Once again, a freaking roll-up. This is WWE logic. All right, so say what you want. People can bitch about AEW all they want, but you know what? They have a big-ass marker board in the back, and they have spots all listed down through there, like DQ, roll-up, false finish by 37 super kicks, whatever it is. They'll write their names down to it, and only one person can do that per show. Only one roll-up you get per show if they do that. Why can't we get this in WWE? This is your main event. Your main event. You had your your essentially your big three matches end in roll-ups or DQs. What the hell? WWE. And then, to fast forward to Monday, we get another Hell in a Cell match because USA Network got pissy because Fox got a Hell in a Cell match on TV. And we got Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley in a Hell in a Cell. Like, what in the generic off-brand did you Vince is like, oh yeah, they want to house off. Give them who do we new Xavier? Get your ass out there. Get thrown around for twenty minutes. Have a good one. Bye. It's crazy you said that too, because Bobby Lashley is actually the first person in history to have back to back Hell in a Cell matches. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Good for Bobby. Surprised he survived. Vince would have been pissing himself if he actually would have got hurt and just ruined the long term plan. Yeah, it's. I, I wasn't a fan. I'm I'm sick of the roll-ups. I'm I'm sick of the predictable matches. I'm sick of the predictable storyline. I'm some yeah. dumbass that lives in a double-wide trailer. I shouldn't be this smart to figure it out and be able to call this stuff out. But I can. Long-term, short-term. Lana, I was wrong about Lana. You guys, you know, fine. I'll admit my wrongs there. That being said, I've been I've been consistently decent so far. Got a passing grade on predictions, but this shit's terrible. No, I agree, man. And the fact that like it randomly is just like, oh, Xavier Woods, uh, you're gonna be the one wrestling uh Bobby Hell in a Cell on Monday because Kofi's gonna take him on at Money in the Bank, which that's fine. But I was just like, why Xavier Woods? But whatever. It is what it is. That pay-per-view ended. Uh the Thunderdome era currently ends with that hell in a cell. I feel like WWE ended on a whimper there. So then we go to Raw. Um, and we said about the Hell in a Cell matchups. I mean, the Money in the Bank matchups. You have Charlotte, Oscar, round 50. You got Bobby <laughs> versus Kofi um, set up. You have some qualifiers who have qualified for the Money in the Bank. But then we have the new girl in the block who's back, Eva Marie. And she brings her partner. partner Piper, but Piper does not have her name. She has a new name. 
And Jacob, you are not a fan of the new name, so go ahead. All right, so we're going, we're going to back up here. So let's talk about last week's. Last week is when Eva Marie made her debut. And of course, in Eva Marie fashion, which I, this actually made me laugh, I can't wrestle. I got a cold <laughs> or I got a whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. So she brings in Piper, which, hey, cool. We get Piper Nevin. And of course, the first thing that gets said by freaking whoever the hell the commentators are that are trash on Raw, because they're not even <laughs> worth knowing their names are so bad. We, we got, who the hell is this person? Who's this? Well, I don't know, Michael Cole Jr. It's uh, Piper Nevin from the uh, other brand that you have. That uh, Okay, we're just ignoring that brand? Okay, great. One, you couldn't have put a little shine on NXT UK? Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you couldn't say Piper Nevin? Like, okay, whatever. Let me fast forward to last night. Now, mind you, put a little backstory on this part. I was tired last night. I was asleep. Or Monday, I should say. Monday, I was asleep by 8 o'clock. I was a tired pup. So I wake up the next morning. I see two things on my phone. This is the second thing I see, not the first thing. But the second thing, dewdrop. We get fucking dewdrop. Who the... Who's... Who? Who? I feel like these writers are just trying to rip them. So I was like... Hey, how can we get these wrestlers to do the most dumbass shit possible? Dewdrop. Fucking dewdrop? What? What? Why? Why? Whose idea is this and why is this being okay? And obviously you can tell when like freaking Eva Marie's in the back getting interviewed and they're like, her name's Dewdrop. You can clearly see Piper Nevin's like, this is some dumbass shit. You can tell on her face. She's like, yeah, this is dumb. Welcome to the main roster. Welcome. This this is a start. This is trash. You're, have fun. Yeah, what? She'll, be, she'll be gone in like three months because I wouldn't be able to do that because obviously when she first started, I don't know if you saw on social media, people were getting on her a bit because she doesn't look like some of the other women on there. So they were trying to body shame her, but then people clapped back. So that was done. But now you gave her the name Dewdrop on her second day, her second week on Raw. So it's bad. It's already a bad start, man. I already don't know if it's eligible. I really don't. We could make a list, honestly, uh, because WWE likes taking good names and fucking them all up. We could make a list of the worst name changes in WWE. Easily. Oh, yeah. I got I got Mace T Bar Slap Bar and Blackjack or whatever the hell their names are from Retribution. I got Dewdrop, formerly known as Piper Devin. Like, oh my god, the names are so bad. Just why? What what good? What okay. I forget what Trustler said this a long time ago. It's whenever you hear a name, can you picture at the main event of WrestleMania and new WWE champion? Dewdrop. Something just doesn't ring off the tongue there or roll off the tongue. Something's not right there. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't look. Nothing about this is right. Martin, why? why? I agree with what you just said, and I really think that's how they should approach it, like when they're doing these names. Like, if you can't say that name 
at the end of the main event of WrestleMania, you shouldn't go with it. Like you should you shouldn't do it. But that's that's but to transition to your would you rather want to be dewdrop or you want to be some smurf offship of the Avengers like Nikki Cross debuts her superhero costume on Monday? And I know that was the second thing you saw, and you are not happy about that. No, this is what I woke up to. This is what I went. I my alarm goes off. I roll over. I flip up my phone. I got eighty thousand notifications. Click on Instagram, and the first thing I see is Nikki Cross wearing a goddamn blue and gold, yellow butterfly superhero, Fantastic Four, Wonder Woman having bullshit outfit. There's a butterfly coming. Like, what in the hell? This is what I woke up to. I'm like, oh, this is a wonderful start to my day. I'm already pissed off. Now I got to go to work. And I think it's, one, I was not excited. I was like, who the hell's idea is this? Then Nikki Cross comes on Twitter saying it was her dream to do this. This is the character she envisioned. And you have, like, Hurricane Helms backing her up. And then when I sent it to you, you asked me to do, like, do you think WWE made her say this? I said, yes. (laughs) Because this is out of the blue. What happened to the Nikki Cross who was cutting promos, talking about how she was underappreciated? Like, I wanted that Nikki Cross. Not some, like, you, man, you already named all the mixture superheroes. It just looks terrible. Like, come on, man. You have a mask. We already know who she is. It's not like she's hiding a secret identity. We already know who's underneath the mask. Like, what the hell are we freaking doing here? Two bad women things on the same show. And then you also announced Charlotte and Asuka. Again, like what? Yeah, and then on top of that, she ended up teaming with Darby Allen Jr., Alexa Bliss. Mm hmm. Like, first off, you want to talk about storylines? They just teamed up, so they're completely good now. After Nikki Cross (laughs) abandoned her and Braun Strowman dropped her for the Fiend to transform, and this is they're good now. And then Nikki's like, I'm mom's bags, like, I'm sorry I abandoned you, but they're good, and they can just randomly be on a team. No talking about the huge backstory because we just spent a year and a half on it, but not talking about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. And then she. Uh, How many times on this podcast, Martin, have we, can't, have we said this? It's like WWE just insults our intelligence. Like we are just completely supposed to mindlessly forget the storyline that y'all built for three months. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were tag team champs literally like two WrestleManias ago. They had a whole year-long storyline. Plus, and you guys just act like it didn't happen. That's like if John Cena and Randy Orton were tag team partners and like, this is the first time Cena and Orton have tagged together. No, the fuck it's not. (laughs) I hate when they lie on those things. Like the one, obviously the one pissing me off right now is Charlotte Flair's a 13-time champ. No, the fuck she isn't. She's an 11-time champ, two-time NXT. And if we're going to start counting NXT champs for everybody, then fucking Sasha should be 10. Bailey should be 8. Like, what? But why does why does Flair get the special? We're counting my NXT championship towards my overall title. So it looks like I'm only four away from my dad. Lying-ass company. You answered your own question. You mentioned her dad. There you go. That, that's, that's true. Say, say what you want. Side note, though, speaking of her, I wonder how her emotions were because nobody wanted to have a cameo from her 
and she was like a dead zero for a bit. That was wild. Because Alexa Bliss <laughs> was a top seller. <laughs> like there was really there was Charlotte Flair had zero cameos going up to Hell in a Cell. She might have got some Sunday, but the fact that nobody wanted to pay three fifty to have her write a message should be kind of telling. Yeah, I... Alexa Bliss was six fifty and she was sold out. Yeah. It is no one. Everybody likes Alexa Bliss. I mean, the shit she's doing right now, we don't like. Nope. Um, and that's because of bad writing, not because of Alexa. But listen, I'm not. You can't make me feel bad for Charlotte. You you can't make me hate her any more than I already dislike her. You know, I mean, it's 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 already built into like her. I'm not riding my daddy's coattails for the first six years of my career. I'm Ric Flair's daughter. I'm coming out to Ric Flair's music with an uptone beat. I'm I'm Charlotte Flair. Like, drop the drop the Flair name. Just go with Charlotte. That'd be better. The WWE wants to change the name. Change that name. Call her Dewdrop. Seriously, you know that might sound really dumb, but honestly, Charlotte, you want to prove how good you are? Start going by your name, Dewdrop. Like my name's no longer Charlotte Flair. It's Dewdrop. You want to start? Start from the bottom, then see how far you'll go with fucking do drop. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's gonna that's gonna happen. But yeah, so far two weeks with Eva Marie has been not good at all. All this build up. Um, I, I don't know what the. I mean, Money in the Bank is coming. There's gonna be fans. Probably gonna be packed. Uh, Jacob, do you like right now? Just putting you on the spot. Who would you want to see win the male and female money in the bank? Like, who do you think needs them? We don't know the full competitor list right now. We're just going off of who do you think needs to win? Cesaro. Okay, Cesaro for the men. I agree. For the men, Cesaro. Uh, For the women? Oh, God. I have not the slightest idea. Uh, Mickey James? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work there anymore. She's at NWO. Uh, Billy Kay would be good. Oh, wait, no, she's gone. (laughs) You know, Dewdrop. Give it to Dewdrop. That would be crazy, but then even Marie would say she's the Money in the Bank winner. Yeah. I I, I do like how, like, they're taking Eva Marie, how everyone, like, not to go back to her, but, like, seriously. They're taking her from, she was a chicken shit wrestler before she got fired or let go or whatever happened there, and she comes back. Nothing's changed. Except do drop. Something's changed. Why? God damn it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Shayna? Shayna'd be cool. I'd like to see Shayna win. But if you're going to have Shayna win, please make Shayna the badass that was Yeah, of, of NXT, or or do we get like Oscar to win it, and therefore she can go after Rhea Ripley, and then you can end up getting like another triple threat with Oscar, Rhea, uh, and Charlotte. Oscar, I know she's actually one of the confirmed contestants, but I don't think she'll win because she just won last year. But you just bringing that in my head would be like Jesus. They would keep that round robin going literally for the entire 2021, but. And I don't think Becky's going to win because I don't think Becky needs to win because as soon as she comes back, 
she could say she never lost a title, get her match, and then there you go. But it's hard to pick the women because there's no women there. <laughs> there's what? no women there. Like who? Honestly, like who, who would you pick to win the uh, the women's Money in the Bank? Before fake superhero, I would have went Nikki. <laughs> like passionate Nikki Cross, not what she's doing now. Uh, I don't. I think Mandy and Dana Brooke will eventually win the tag team titles. Actually, we didn't even talk about their match. Mandy actually did our Mandy and Natalia actually did all right, but I don't think it'd be any of them. Nia Jax, hell no. Shayna, if she's a badass again. Bailey, no. She's already won it. Charlotte's already going to be wrestling, so hell no. But I don't think Becky. And I don't think they're bringing anyone back. Like, I don't even think they would call anyone from NXT up to win. Like, this women one is, ugh. There's not that many people on there. Most of them have already won or don't need it. Yeah, I mean, who do you give it to? Yeah, I really would go Nikki Cross right now. I, w- I would. I mean, if what you would call, honestly, since we're bringing up people who aren't there, if Peyton Royce was still on the roster, I would have picked Peyton. After that promo, I really hope it's not something stupid and Sonia Deville decides, yep, I'm wrestling again, then she wins it. I, I literally have no idea who, who you would pick. Unfortunately, the more I'm thinking about this in the back of my mind, like me laughing, I could legitimately see like Eva Marie winning this. Make her relevant right off the rip. It'll be annoying and no one will like it, but everyone's going to talk about it. It'd be Eva Marie winning. Eva Marie's just a redheaded Lana, but worse. <laughs> like now she's gonna, which is gonna make Piper her heater. Like I don't know, man. That that is that's trash. And then I just want to go to NXT because NXT did have in your house a couple weeks back, and. We were calling the main event everyone's swan song. They have not been moved up yet, which I'm glad because, like I told John Cena last podcast, I wouldn't be coming up here right now. Who would you think? Who do you think needs to come up to the main roster? And would you even advise them to come to the main roster if you had a choice? No, <laughs> not a choice. No one comes to the main roster. No one. <laughs> I mean, take Nikki Cross, for example. Remember Nikki Cross in NXT? Was she a champion? No. But was she always, always fun to watch? Always was a crazy, psychotic underdog uh, Mm -hmm. possibility at any given time? Yes. And what happens when we go to the main roster, children? Superhero flower power. Butterfly champion or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. This is what happens. Don't go to the main roster. Don't even watch the main roster at this point. It's trash. I was so, like, I, t- I even said this to you, like, sell the company at this point. The main rosters went to shit. Sell it, be done with it, get new writers, and just let it ride. I mean, those were those rumors back when they were releasing everyone, and then they hit their 52 high on their stock, which was wild. But it's like we were talking like who the hell would they who wants to buy it? Because like that would I mean, they're friends with everyone. So and also Vince McMahon ain't about to just sit back and not have any say. Like he would probably want to still be the chairman, but he wouldn't 
chairman of the board, but he wouldn't be the owner. So it's like, who the hell would they sell it to? And who would want to buy it right now? Because it's like, there's no one on the roster. Disney. You have eight people. That's true. You have eight people. Like, you have, like, eight people that are constantly on TV. Like, well, no, because she was chilling. I was going to go back to the women. I was like, well, Sasha Banks has never won money in the bank, but she doesn't need it. She's she's done her service right now and getting her break. So, I, I, yeah, Disney, I mean, yeah, but then Fox and, I don't know, man, they're all over. They're on SportsCenter. But then they have, they sold WWE Network for a billion dollars to Peacock. And then they have their stuff with Fox, obviously, with SmackDown and USA with Raw. And it's like, I just think WWE's on some, been on some trash because it's the fact that an article came out that they have hit financial highs. Financial highs right now. And all these people were let go. I want to put that in perspective with people. Attitude Era, all of that. They're hitting financial highs right now. And their product is poo at the current moment. And they don't have a roster. You saw the list of people released. You can literally, man, Jacob, maybe next time we get that list again and then we decide who would be our champions on that promotion. Yeah. Okay. And then it made no sense, too, about NXT, about Samoa Joe's back. Like, what the hell happened there? What You released him for no reason when he was just commentating WrestleMania. Then his replacement got released the last podcast after lasting like two weeks. Then you got a new replacement for him. But then Samoa Joe shows up back on NXT as the enforcer. Why the hell did you let go of him in the first place if he was just going to come back? I Okay, so everybody, time to put on your tinfoil hats. Let's get into it. My conspiracy theory of wrestling. So, after, when all this went down, because it was like three days before everyone blew up like, hey, Joe's Joe's back. Joe's back. Joe's back. So, it was no big surprise for me. Like, Joe came back. Came back. Saying that with finger quotes here. Do you think he actually got released? Or do you think they... Did a thing where, oh hey, let's make them, let's make all this noise, and then bring it back, and we look like we're really nice people. Just like remember with, um, oh Rockstar Spud, what the hell's his name? Drake Maverick. That one, yeah, that one hurt because it, it's, he dropped that like when he's like, I didn't even get to say goodbye to my friends because of COVID. We're like, shit, this feels hurt. Yeah, his his, I I honestly believe I don't I believe he got. Drake Maverick got let go and then got rehired. But Samoa Joe, there was not one post. Not one, not one Instagram post, not one nothing. There was no Facebook post, no Instagram post, no podcast. He didn't call me up. I thought he would, but he didn't even get a hold of me. So, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's back. And I'm like, you really think he got let go? It's possible he didn't. Possibly did, possibly did. I don't know. I never, I never thought of it like that because he, like everyone else, they were saying like their goodbye and because I mean that's what you have to do in 2021. You have to post your goodbyes, and he didn't post one. 
like all the other superstars who got released did thank the fans and he really didn't say anything and then here he is back and yeah they could have yeah i'm i'm seeing it the way you're seeing it. they could have uh <laughs> hit us with a hit us with a whoop-de-doo that to make it also like oh my god joe's back he's in nxt life is good and He's like, what? but then you're just sitting there like, what the hell? Did they restructure his contract? They're just like, they could have told him, like, hey, we're not going to, re- we're going to release you, but we're not going to. So we make it a big surprise when you show up on NXT. I, I, I can see that. I'm, I really could, but I am happy he's there. I mean, Fox. He's, he's great. And if he's going to be out there just choking people out randomly, I can live with that. I really can, but I don't know, man. It's it's an interesting spot where they're in right now because they're about to have fans. So, well, that money in the bank is full capacity at the stadium they're at, and and the winners suck. They are going to get booed out the gym. Yup. But any reaction is better than no reaction. All no, lost no. Charlotte Flair, no cameos. So, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be awesome, though. Like, I will definitely tune into that pay per view. Oh, yeah. I won't forget. Fans in, you know, in an arena. Hell yeah. Sign me up. It's going to be great. Like, there's, there's SummerSlam. I'm actually excited for SummerSlam. On a Saturday. Still confused by that. Uh, it's on a Saturday, but it's in Vegas. You know, they're going to sell that, out that. That's going to be wild. Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be awesome, yeah. You know, speaking of uh, speaking of SummerSlam, I mean, you're already saying the pl- Roman Reigns ring, and we just said told Cena and Rock don't come back. Like this is his ring, and you're just like, well, you see, I told you it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> so. Keep your tinfoil hats on. This is Phase One. They're gonna they're gonna run the the promo package back, and a you know, and uh, I don't know. Eight months, they're going to run it back and go. It all started with a tweet. This is my yard, Roman Reigns, circa June 2021. Play Flow Rider in the black background. Oh God, <laughs> he that is a yeah. That would be a Flow Rider one too. <laughs> Welcome to my yard. I mean, if the rumors stay true, if it's really seen at uh, SummerSlam, then um, Rocket Mania, I mean, that's going to be a lot of money, and then people still get cut. That's what's going to piss me off. They're going to make a lot of money, and then someone's last day is going to be at SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, we, we, we didn't talk about, the Diamond Mine finally showed up on NXT. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm which sorry. was no one I would have guessed who <laughs> would have been the diamond mine. That's been toning it up for I don't know three weeks, a month now. That's we, true. You know, is it Tessa? Is it Parker Burdell? Is it anyone? No, it's Sir Roderick Strong and three no names of people I have no idea who the hell it is. <laughs> it's Undisputed Era 2.0. The generic version. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Roger. Roger. Oh, you brought her up. Side note. Tessa? Money in the bank winner? No. 
<laughs> Just give it up on that. <laughs> we keep be I keep being so wrong on the Tessa guesses. That's why my average is so low. My average is low. I could be like a good 90%, but because of Lana and Tessa, I'm at 75. Tessa truly has to be a really bad person for her not to be signed right now. I don't know. Apparently, she just like helped an old lady who got hit in the head or something, apparently, in L.A. She called the the ambulance for her. I mean, she's got to be a good person. You're helping out an elderly woman. That's true, but the fact that this girl hasn't been signed for, what, over a year? I think, I, I said this before, I think there is some some sort of contract somewhere that people don't realize or no one's caught on to or some shit. I think there's got to be something else that no one knows. Silly answer. Does nothing else make sense? Like the hottest free agent on the market still not signed? Like she literally, AEW, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, she should have been over there as champ, but Dr. Britt Baker is taking that. But man. Oh, yeah. Shout out Britt Baker. Shout out Britt Baker. But I don't know, man. I, I just there's, we all thought Royal Rumble failed, WrestleMania failed. Everyone's getting us. Uh, everyone's getting uh, fired so that they could sign her for a big contract. Nope, sign Eva Marie. Fail. You're right, man. We keep getting it wrong with her. Yep. Yep. We we certainly do. Um, speaking of AEW, and we talked about them earlier. Uh, the Iconics have filed for a new trademark. Hey! So, you know, I mean, safe to assume they're going to go to AEW, considering uh, Peyton is married to uh, Sean Spears. Yep. Mr. Still, your trademark. Um, But yeah, so they filed for the uh, trademark for the the inspiration, but it's with two eyes. Hmm. We're going from the iconics of two eyes to the inspiration of two eyes. So we'll be we'll be seeing them before the end of the year. Back yeah, wrestling. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Good for them. Good for them. So when does CJ Perry make her way to AEW? Oh, I don't know. She's just enjoying posting half nudes on Instagram right now. Collecting them bang energy checks. Uh-oh. So she's living her best life. Good for Lana. <laughs> she's a tag team champion in my heart. Yeah, I've heard. And she finally, since she wasn't with WWE, got to congratulate uh, her husband for winning that championship. So that's good on that's good on them. But uh, I got sixty days left over ninety day. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, I would say so. So probably fall, summer, no late summer slam time around there, unless she randomly comes back too. Nah. Nah, we got Eva Marie. We literally lost, like, so, like, Lana was always a big segment of this podcast. Mm -hmm. We lost Lana. As soon as we lost Lana, boom, Eva Marie comes in. Like, shout out WWE for uh, making sure we did not lose the the void that was Lana's shitty wrestling. We can fill it with now Dugon or Dewdrop. Yeah, Dewdrop. Uh, and Eva Marie now, so shout out WWE. Thanks, Vince, you dick. <laughs> uh, happier note, shout out to John Moxley and uh, Renee for having their first child. That, that was good. 
that was good on them. I mean, <laughs> they both, I saw an interview where Renee was talking about how her and her husband got out of W at the right time. They got out at the right time because now, you know, when everyone leaves WWE, they open their mouths and Renee was talking about like they suffocate people. Dean was talking about the promos suck. Um, I don't disagree with any of them. Only a chosen few can say what they want and they're lucky if they do, but hey, more power to them. But let's let's end on a happier note. Let's end on a good promo. Today is the anniversary of Austin 316. So one of the promo that really sent Vince McMahon to like billionaire status, because from there you had the start of the attitude era and all of that. And Man, Jacob, when you when you hear that Austin three sixteen, what what does that make you think about? So, um, when I think of the the Austin three sixteen, talk about your Psalms, talk about your John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Austin three sixteen says, "I just whipped your ass." So it's legendary. Yeah. Um, it makes me honestly. That was because uh, a lot of people know the know that promo. But a lot of people don't know, like, I don't know if they forgot, but, like, no one talks about the background of how he won King of the Ring. How it wasn't supposed to be him. It was supposed to be Triple H. Supposed to be Triple H, exactly. Yep. And Curry he call. beat Jake the Snake for mm-hmm. the for the, uh, King of the ring. for the King of the Ring winner <laughs> for the tournament or whatnot. But uh, that was when Jake at the time was trying to be sobriety, Jake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was I guess 12, 12 stepping it the whole way. And, you know, I mean, he basically made a real situation come to life with the promo, which I'm sure Jake didn't care, but, you know, but uh, I don't know. I think about just, <laughs> I think about Jake the Snake just walking back and going, like, Jesus Christ, kid. Like, damn, this is, this promo is fire. So I'm sure Jake the Snake did not. That's not an official quote from Jake the Snake. But, uh, but damn, can you imagine walking back and just being like, Jesus, man. That, But it's a legendary promo. I mean, it, it's the promo. I think it's crazy that, like we just said, if Triple H and his little buddies weren't idiots, that would have been Triple H winning. So we never would have gotten that promo. And it's just really funny how life works, man. Like it, it's Triple H, and for people don't remember it was a curtain call. Uh, Nash and Hall were leaving. Shawn Michaels was champ, so you can't punish him. And then you punish Triple H, and people remember the signature quote where Triple H said, Vince, they said, you have to eat shit and like it too. So he was getting jobbed out, and Austin did it. And then they go, Can you imagine just Triple H in the back sitting back there like, that was supposed to be me? And then seeing the success that Austin got after that, it was just like, no. Even though Triple H, I guess, had the last laugh in the end, I mean, he married the boss's daughter. So, I mean, it all worked out for him eventually. Yeah, he's certainly not hurt right now. You're right, man. That That is the promo. When you think about it, I mean, you go to that uh, promo. And I actually had something in my calendar if we're talking about promos. This Sunday on June 27th is the anniversary of two other legendary promos 
Ruthless Aggression and the Pipe Bomb. Obviously, multiple years apart, but to think that those promos were on the same day and the crash course that those two had for Money in the Bank, those are legendary too, man, and spawned legendary wrestlers. Yeah, but in both of those involved John Cena. <laughs> yeah, that is that that is true. I I even forgot the dude, I even forgot he was part of the pipe bomb until you just said that. And when CM Punk was just going off and he was just sitting there like holy shit. <laughs> as you lay there, hopefully uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. You're gonna listen to me talk shit for the next three minutes. Oh that that's still, I think, the best promo of the, of the modern, like modern era. I would you felt the real ang- you felt the real anger from him. Yeah, the last good promo I would say since the pipe bomb was when Cody Rhodes cut the promo right after AEW started, and he was going to face Jericho for the title. He went to the whole thing about if I lose, like I can't challenge for the championship again. And this is for my mom. This is for my brother. This is for my father. This is for my family. That promo, which I'm pretty sure I ripped off YouTube and it might be on my iPod actually, because <laughs> shout out, I'm old. I'm like that promo, I think is the best one recently. But Pipe Bomb, Pipe Bomb, John 316 or Austin 316. Um, I mean, we can do a list of the top promos in top five i think but definitely have the uh austin 316 and pipe bomb i was trying to think of recent one like i do agree with the cody um daniel really didn't i mean the yes occupy raw that wasn't really a promo i was trying to think of people who were white hot recently uh becky i mean she really didn't have a pro i mean most of her stuff was against ronda on twitter so it was that, and I was just like, just trying to think of the rivalries. I mean, I'm not going to lie, because this one, I remember the people who were watching it with me, they left because it was just way too much. Because it's never been seen before. When Cena killed Roman on Raw, that was bad. Oh. That was bad. <laughs> when uh, you got to learn how to do promos, Junior. You've been here for four and a half years. <laughs> yeah. That one was bad because he said I could do it better part great. time better than you could do it full time. And I remember more like, yeah, I gotta go harder on TV. <laughs> I was like, that that one was bad. The best part about that promo was Kurt Angle, who's just standing there, just trying not to bust up laughing. He's like, oh shit, you're getting smoked, Roman. Like he is, he was getting undressed and killed. In front of everyone, as the top dude, like, top, <laughs> yeah, that would because he really stuttered. And he, when he said, "Yeah, man, it's called a promo. You need you've been here for like four and a half years," I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Um. I mean, I know a lot of people. I I know I talk about him a lot, but uh, I know a lot of people hate him. Enzo Amore has had some absolute killer promo. Yeah. Yeah. Him going uh, off on uh, the entire cruiserweight uh, division when he had like the you can't hit me mm-hmm. contract thing. He just called out everybody, which was hilarious. 
Ooh, Samoa Joe had one just he had a promo where he killed everyone on I think it was on SmackDown or Raw, where he just went through the list. And I'm trying to remember because I just saw it on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. Because he talked about Enzo. Remember when AJ killed all the women? Where they like none of them could like lace up her Chuck Taylors? That one, that one was good too. Because she said tough. talent is not sexually transmitted. And I <laughs> lost my shit. Because she was aiming that at the Bellas. And I was like, oh my God. God, that one was heat. <laughs> that one was good. Uh, Samoa Joe, when he uh, was having the, um, it was before Great Balls of Fire. Against the promo yes. he had against Brock Lesnar. Oh, <laughs> that made me think like, oh, Joe's going to win. Yes. Yeah. He's got a chance. <laughs> and that rarely happens. That <laughs> rarely happens. Um, I want to say like Tommaso. I want to say Tommaso Ciampa had good promos, but it really wasn't his promos. It was just Tommaso Ciampa being like nuclear heat hot, mm-hmm. um, just because he was an asshole, and it was great. God, that's been some good promos in the past few years, I'd say. But man, back to back to Austin three sixteen. It kicked off. You like you said, it kicked off the Attitude Era. Yep, yep. You can't do that, but now you just. Everyone just listen. We're going to have to one day sit down and do top promos. Maybe top promos of all time and top of 2010s. Because if you, 2010s, I feel like would be harder because after the pipe bomb, it's like really starting to put like who would be put up there. Ooh, yeah, I have no idea. Jacob, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Because next time we'll be back, we'll probably know everyone who's in Money in the Bank. And then we're going to have to really sit down and try and pick our winners. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, our, I imagine probably our next show will be, you know. Money in the Bank preview. Yeah, the, the preview for Money in the Bank. Should be good. Money in the Bank's always exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that pay-per-view. Same. I know a lot. I, know, I got a buddy who absolutely hates it. Just despises the Money in the Bank contract. Thinks it's the worst thing and it's ruined wrestling of all time. Shout out, Dylan. Um, but I love that pay per view. Can't wait for it. It's always interesting. Mm-hmm. You... I mean, Otis won it last year. For God's sakes. Yeah, that was a waste. <laughs> yeah, it was. It sure was. Unfortunately, Damn, it made me feel good for a minute. It did. It made everyone feel good because we were just like, "Holy moly!" And then Miz ended up getting it, and that's our truth title. But dude, I'm excited because. Money in the Bank is one where you're really looking at the rocks, like the people, and you're like, oh, I don't know who's going to win. Like, I mean, I haven't seen him recently, but is this where Finn Balor comes back and wins at the main and he gets that title back? I mean, he had to go take it from Bobby because we all know Roman is not losing that title for probably another two years. So. You know, I hope not, because I still want to see Demon Balor in NXT. Mm. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, after Karrion Cross wipes out the the swan song of like basically all the top NXT male wrestlers, who do you have left? You still got that Demon Balor in your back pocket you can fire off at any given time. True. True. So yeah, other than that, man, I I don't know. Vince, I hope you sell the company. I hope you give back Piper Nevin her name. Uh, you're, whoever's the writers for that, you're an asshole. I hate you. Um, 
Joe, if you want to call me at any given point, we can talk about your NXT stuff. Like I said, you never called me. I don't know. I think that's about like all I got. Uh, I got the usual. Thanks everyone for listening. Wherever you listen to, make sure to like, rate, comment, subscribe. Make sure you're following us. Please stay up to date on our wrestling podcast. Uh, Vince, I will say, do consider the L7C if you sell. Try and make us a partner. I promise you, we can have rough drafts for your next three years of wrestling content, and you will say this is good shit. I promise you that. And anyone else who's in the wrestling world, if you have Vince's number, tell him to look at the L7C, give us a call. He could come on. I mean, he, he I don't know if he wants to because he can't. We're for the people. He can't buy us. We'll grill him. So, oh, he can buy me. He can buy me real quick. <laughs> so change your tune. Oh yeah, Vince, you got you got an extra fifty k laying around. Yeah, yeah, I'll, you can buy me real quick, Bob. Well, never mind. Fifty k is the starting price for Jacob to start saying good things about WWE again. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks to preview Money in the Bank, and we're gonna have the contestants. And I think we're more excited for the women because. We have no idea who should play that. Oh, with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.